0: Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another episode of Healthy Happy Hour here with Neighborhood Medical Center. I am Joseph Ward, your host. And I want first of all, I want to thank everybody who's been viewing us and supporting us since the beginning. I think we're two and a half years into this. So thank you to everybody who's been a part of this journey, who's been supporting our healthy, happy hour. As you know, our healthy, we use our healthy, happy hours as a platform to connect with and display organizations within our area and the surrounding counties who are doing amazing things in the community, who are using their talents to help our community become better, to help the citizens within our community. So here we are again today. Um, Remember that we are available on YouTube, so check out our Neighborhood Medical Center YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe, like our videos, comment, share. Remember, we are also available on our podcast audio platforms, which are Anchor, Breaker, Radio, Public, Pocket Cast, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Once again, make sure you check us out on YouTube. Visit our website at www.nmcpodcast.com, as well as our parent website at www.neighborhoodmedicalcenter.org. All right, so today on Healthy Happy Hour, we're featuring girls on the run. The executive director is Jennifer Powell, and the program manager is Sonya Cheris. So I met these young ladies at a conference here in Tallahassee about, um, about a month ago. So I am big on organizations who are spending their time and their resources within our community, especially to target our youth and to help our youth become as the better versions of themselves and be able to grow up with resources and opportunities. So when I met these two young ladies, it was a no-brainer for me to have them on our podcast. So here we are once again, Jennifer Powell, Sonia Charest. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Healthy Happy Hour. Thank you,
1: thank Thank you for having us.
0: Oh, no problem. Thank you for being, thank you for being. So definitely interested in learning more about you. I know our audience is, so um, let's get into it. So um, the first question is, I know most people know the first question, but I'd like to get a little background information about you two ladies. Um, What inspired you both to want to work with the youth and how did you two meet and how did Girls on the Run come about?
1: Yeah, I guess I'll start. I'm Jennifer Powell, the executive director. Um, I'll tell you a little bit about my story with Girls on the Run and my passion for serving our youth and in our community. I actually feel like I'm now the adult version of what i wish I'd had when I was right. a child. Right. I was raised in um, a home of addiction and a lot of circumstances that I didn't have control over, instability, which caused me to have a lot of issues, obviously. Um, I had a lot of self doubt and depression and anxiety and that traveled with me with different coping mechanisms um, as into an adult. And I really wasn't living out my true purpose. So I say that I'm a late bloomer. I was 30 years old before I found my health and wellness journey. And I actually was connected with Girls on the Run when I got well. Someone said, you know what, okay. I could mentor our girls here. It'd be so such a great experience for you. So that's really where my journey started. And I started volunteering with Girls on the Run for four years before I even walked through the other door um, Mm -hmm. on the board of directors side and then now serving as executive director so my why is because i am girls on the run i i'm on a rise because i was that girl i needed what we offer our girls today so Mm -hmm. and then i found sonia like when you can find (laughs) when you can find your long-lost sister who has the same beliefs and mission and goals in life it's just it's such a blessing to be able to work side by side right. in our community and to serve our girls. So I'll let you tell her her background, it's amazing.
2: Okay. <laughs> thank you, Jen. And thank you so much for sharing that. Every time you share your story, I'm inspired by it. Even though I've heard it before, I learn something new every time. So I'm always grateful. Um, I'm Sonia Cherrez. I grew up in South Florida, or just outside of Lemon City. Um, my parents were undocumented immigrants um, here in the United States. My father, a refugee from Lebanon, my mom from Ecuador, And I grew up with, in in real poverty, Um, I experienced what it was like not to get to go on the field trips and not to get to participate in after-school activities. I had to be perfect so that I wouldn't bring any attention to my family. I had to blend. I had to be silent. And I didn't have any kind of support. So just like this program, it took somebody putting us in a magnet program, putting me and my older brother in a magnet program, getting us out of our neighborhood, to give us a chance to let us know that there were resources available, that we were citizens, and that we did qualify for things here in the United States. Um, and I think about the girls that we serve, and how many of them just don't have access to programs, just don't have access to these resources. And that has put me on a lifelong journey and commitment to child welfare. I've worked in child welfare for over 16 years, mostly with other, um, other un- either undocumented or newly arrived refugees to the United States. Um, And also with the Latino population, because I am Latinx, but for the most part, I see girls in our community and if they just get a chance, they can thrive. So Girls on the Run really offers that. Um, And our executive director actually practices what she preaches, which is why it's so easy to lead um, and to be led by her because she actually speaks and lives the path. There are so many organizations that don't do that. Girls on the Run is not one of them. There is actual support in the community. These girls are getting access to these resources and every penny that we fundraise, every dollar that we can bring attention to this organization goes directly to our community, which to me feels incredible, especially after 15 years in the nonprofit world.
0: Exactly. Exactly. That's incredible. That's incredible Um, because I believe that every, like I said earlier, every child, every person should have access to resources, access to information, access to opportunities and. We, we understand that's not the case. So organizations who always create an avenue for especially young children to have access to the resources, opportunity, information, seeing something new. I, I know I'm from here in Tallahassee and the Tallahassee that I know now is not the Tallahassee that I knew when I was in elementary school because of having access to more, being able to see more, now being able to see more of the world and understand more of the world now. I'm. I'm big on making sure that especially our children can see the the full potential, see the full story of what they can be rather than just having fragments of the stories. All right. So the next question is kind of going into more detail because when we think about Girls on the Run, we think about an organization that serves young girls, but in more detail, what type of services do you offer the young girls and how do you serve young girls?
1: I'll let the program manager, she she does, she does a good job.
2: Cheer away, Sonia. So as I mentioned, I've worked in child welfare for a long time, Girls on the Run. What makes us so unique is it is a prevention-based program. So we start working with girls as young as third grade and move all the way through high school with our junior coach program. We work with a curriculum that is actually social-emotional based. People hear Girls on the Run and they think we're just a running club. All we do is run laps and get ready for a 5K. And that's not the case at all. The running program is part of Girls on the Run, but it is just a sort of highlight or an accent or a a suburb to the city of Girls on the Run, right? The, The main part of our program is that social emotional learning piece. So for girls who are third through fifth graders, we're teaching them how to be part of a community, how to identify impulse control, how to recognize in their bodies when emotions are arising. When you think about how much we work on curriculum in schools to teach arithmetics and math and geometry right. and getting kids ready for academics. But so much of life is impulse control and learning how to manage our emotions. And Girls yes. on the Run really focuses on that. Uh, for our middle school girls, we are looking more at sixth through eighth grade in terms of the individual. At this point in life, we're starting to recognize who we are, what our desires are, what our hopes are and how to also recognize safe people in our lives to communicate with. So the curriculum really leans into that, into supporting girls with their individual and how to be part of a community by honoring themselves. So it's no, in no way are we saying all kids are alike because they're not. Each individual is completely Mm -hmm. unique. But our program teaches girls how to recognize the bridges to each other, how to recognize how alike they are and how to build community from that and build confidence more than anything else. If you know who you are and you love who you are, that transcends onto everything in your life. And so many women and girls don't learn that until later in life. But if we can empower them now, I mean, what we are arming them with is is intelligence, support, confidence, community before they go out into the world. And then we've got our, our high school program, too, our junior coach program, which... I absolutely love because it gives girls the opportunity to recognize that they are leaders and that they are mentors. So they serve in the capacity of coaching our third through fifth grade teams and our sixth through eighth grade teams along with their their head coaches. And they get the opportunity to lead, to lead the curriculum, to offer themselves as mentors and to get some community service hours, get ready for graduation and get ready to continue to be limitless in this world. So we really do start working from third grade, but Girls on the Run stays with you forever. Uh, it's not the kind of program that you ever really leave because you can take all of the things that you learn and use them in every
1: facet of your life,
0: right? Okay, so
1: if, you just let me add one thing because yes, I think go ahead. one special thing that, um, as a competitive human, I think most of us are right, We're right. A world where we. Where you look at the screen and we read the paper and we see and honor all of these accolades and these awards and that you're not great or a winner if you don't have that. And what makes us special is that we're teaching girls and I, I can tell you as a as an adult human raising kids, I teach my kids this every single day because I've struggled with it myself is honoring my personal growth and when we can do that in humans that eliminates so much of this jealousy and comparison and challenges that we all face every single day i'm not enough i'm not fast enough and pretty enough and smart enough and we don't go after and really fulfill our true purpose because Mm -hmm. of that fear and so girls on the run we teach them that listen honey you are a winner. And so is the girl next to you. And together that power of having that many winners cross the finish line, that's when our world will change. That's when we will see people and not be comparing ourselves. So we're special in so many ways, but that is one that I, as a competitive athlete and human, I loved about our program because I was like, you know what? Yeah, we can all be great. And I actually want to greatness and so it's really neat to see them on our, our graduation day all of them like going back to get their friend at the, at the back of the line and say hey right. listen I believe in you too and you're just as amazing we can all wear the crown so it's really a neat program and special in so many ways right
0: and so okay I, I'm glad both of you explained that the way you did because I'm thinking about in this day and age social media the effects that social media has on people. I was just listening to a a podcast and it's a a group of adults talking about the effects that social media have on them as far as image and what they should look like, what they should sound like, trying to fit in, trying to be cool. And you're talking about being able to build these young ladies up as individuals, being able to build them up as a group, uh, them understanding their place in the world, them understanding their greatness. So how, how are you actively combating? Because I I, I I hear what you're saying, but how are you actively using um, your information, your curriculums to combat that, those barrages of messages that these young girls can get on a daily basis from the social any
1: social media account that they're on? I will just say, I'll let Sonia talk about the build of our program through the 10-week process because she is in her position because she's amazing at it. But I will say that. Let's even though we provide that through our program, these skill sets that we build on, it's something we have to practice every single day. Right. I mean, you don't wake up after a 10 week program and say, listen, yeah, I can handle anything that comes at right. me. You know, as an adult, listen, every single day, if I don't turn off the noise and feed my mind with positivity and surround myself with humans, you know, they're going to build me and lift me and put myself in environments where I actually can have the right energy to be the best version of me, then I'm going to battle the same thing that they're battling. So we give them the skill sets that I use as an adult every single day, and Sonya uses as an adult every single day. But it's something that as humans we have to practice every yeah. day and make conscious decisions that you know this isn't fueling me. And that's why it's so important to start that at a very young age and adding right. this into was life changing just to see the work that we're doing. So Sonya, kind of share about. The build of the 10-week program and the skill sets they learn.
2: Each one of the each one of our lessons builds on the other one and I think Jen said that so beautifully when you have to quiet the mind you have to quiet all of the committee that exists outside of you and right. so you mentioned right. social media while our curriculum isn't just us, you know how to how to combat the the many things that arise with social media it does teach our girls to recognize their voice above the voices that are outside of them. How do I listen to the the mind that's in this body? How do I listen to this body more than the, the judging and the, the, the competitiveness and the need to be famous that's coming out of this social media movement, right? right? Yeah. I mean, I hear girls and I, and I love our girls are so great, but they're ex- more excited about TikTok sometimes and they are playing outside with their friends or they're more excited about what their social media posts are going to look like than they are when they're thinking about the next thing that they're going to do. And one of the things that our curriculum does is a community impact project where we show them that there's a lot of different ways to bring fame to your person, right? There's a lot of different ways to bring a highlight to the things that you're doing. And one of the most incredible ways to do that is through service. So it's not about right. looking amazing on your social media, but it's about how amazing can you be in your community? How many other people can you bring in to, to support and bring into to the, the web of what is community? So our community impact project, it, we do everything from habitat to humanity, sustainable Tallahassee, serving different uh, other organizations within the Big Bend and teaching girls a a cleanup at their school, writing a letter to somebody who's in hospice, communicating with somebody who's in pain. These are things that can also bring you joy and recognizing how that makes it feel in your body. And it's really easy to make that comparison. Hey, does it feel as good when you post a cute picture of yourself with a filter as it does to support somebody who's hungry with a meal? They know and they recognize the difference. It's just about bringing them the opportunities to see that. And Girls on the Run really does that. It really supports them in, in recognizing that there's so many other ways to bring attention to who you are that aren't just right. about the aesthetic of, of what you're seeing on social media.
0: Now, that's important. I think that's great because uh, the influence that social media has is very, very powerful influence. And especially, you no, know, I came up in the era. Social media didn't become big until I was an adult. So yeah, I use it, but I don't have to use it because I was I, I was able to build a life outside of social media. And so a like lot- of <laughs> Right, you know, <laughs> most of us were born, we were just born in the right time where we weren't able to do that. But then you have this generation who there are these social media generations. So I do like the fact that you are being hands-on them showing them practical things that they can do in their everyday lives to build a self-esteem to build that confidence and like you said to be able to build notoriety rather than just posting pictures and hey I am famous because of how I look not because of what value that I bring so I think that's amazing all right so girls on the run is one of the many organizations that serve youth in Tallahassee um it is youth unique. You you guys are unique in how you serve youth, especially with the prevention-based piece, which I work in prevention, so I really love that piece. So, Mm -hmm. some may say that we've made a lot of progress in our society. Some may say that our youth is in better position than our youth were 20 years ago. Some may say, hey, well, resources are available here. Children have these things here. And they may ask, well, with all this going on, why is an organization like Girls on the Run still needed? So that's, and I'm forming in that context. So with all these different progress, with all the, within all the progress that has been made and resources that have been given to the youth, why is your organization still relevant and still needed to this
1: day? I will just add, and I'm sure Sonia has a million things because I can see the smile on her face. <laughs> Um I will just say I mean I think we actually need our program now we, more than we've ever needed our program the world raising two children and and I know as Sonia mama bear too and one on the way it is scary and as much as I you know shelter and and try to expose enough and not enough and when is the right time to tell them for these things it is hard and I can't imagine as a young girl I thought it was hard then because of my own life circumstances, but now the world, we are exposing them at very, very young age to a whole lot of things that their little minds are, might not be ready for. So I think this is actually our program is the foundation to set them up to be able to handle what's coming to them um, and what we're exposing to them because um, they're going to need it. They're going to lor- have to learn how to put blinders on and learn how to do a lot of self-talk yeah. and learn- Med- they're got to be their own cheerleaders. We've got to teach them now how to do it. And I think our program, I, I have a son and a daughter. Um, mm-hmm. My son says, Mom, you're always doing that girls on the run stuff with us. And I said, Yeah. And I'm really proud that I get to raise a son who is totally girls on the run um, and uses the skill sets too. So although we serve girls in a unique way, um, our program is for boys too. But I'll let Sonia share her viewpoint on why our program is so important.
2: I can't, I can't separate it from what you're saying because it's it's almost just another, an echo of so much of what you've said already, but our program, I, I really do believe it's needed now more than ever. Now more than ever, there's more information and less truth. There's more communication and less connection. So it's, it's a time in our lives okay. where we really need to teach these kids how to recognize what truth is and what connection is. And I mean, what a gift, right? What a gift that you can find someone who lives in Nebraska who shares your, your background where you can have that when you're a child. But what a curse it is to also have so many predatory people, so many people who are full of harm, who are also voices in that world. Right. And so our program, more than anything, teaches, teaches girls to recognize that they are empowered. They are empowered no matter what the world tries to do to disenfranchise them. It teaches them that they have a voice, that they are equals, And that they are part of this community, just like anyone else. And that's one of the things that I think now girls need more than ever. We're hearing a lot of communication about what we can't do, what we aren't Mm -hmm. able to do. And even though women are breaking barriers every single day, I mean, look at this NFL Raiders. I mean, I'm so excited about everything that's happening in the world right now for women. But we're also hearing a lot of you're not able to have autonomy over who you are anymore. You're not able to make decisions for yourself. And girls are. We aren't governed by the things that are outside of us, we're governed by the things that empower us inside. And that's what this program teaches. You have the power to make changes. So if you don't like the way the world looks around you, guess what, you actually have a voice in it. And as a community of girls, as a team of girls, like Jen said, running across that finish line, we have so much more power than we do as individuals. So there's a lot of, of building up community, but also building up that voice inside of yourself. And when when you live in this world right now where everyone's just trying to drown each other out and everyone's just trying to elevate themselves, what better way to, to build up community and support girls and with a program like this, like Jen said, that empowers them to be ready for what's next? It doesn't just end here, you know, it doesn't just right. end you know, at the end of the 10 weeks, we have an entire life to live and entire things that are going to continue to arise. And we need a toolkit to be able to support us when things do break and do
0: change. Right, right. So I I think of it like like when they talk about successful people who still require mentorship, still need mentorship. And so it's basically mentorship for uh, making sure they have someone to be able to go to to confide in somebody to give them sound advice, sound counsel, that they can decide to use or decide not to use, but you was given sound counsel. Um, so that's, in my opinion, that's why a program like yours is needed. I just want to be fancy asking my questions, but I think, <laughs> <laughs> I think the, the the program is definitely needed because, like I said, it gives direction, it gives support, it gives help, it gives hope, to to a group of people who may not have had hope. I know what it's like to really not know what tomorrow may bring, or really not know if you actually going to make it, or if your goal is actually too unattainable. But to have somebody in your corner to to encourage you, especially somebody who's been where you've where you're trying to go, so that definitely helps. Um. So earlier, um, Sonia, you mentioned you you guys is the coaching program. Your um what is it? The the heart was the heart and soul.
2: No, we I'm sorry, the junior coaches. coaches for all program. of our programs.
0: Yeah. Say it again.
2: We do use coaches for all of our programs.
0: Okay. Okay. am um, so, like
2: you <laughs> said, someone to mentor, someone to help you, someone to guide. Right. I don't know. I don't know if you remember being in that sixth through eighth grade uh, age group, but the last person you want advice from is your parents. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the last person that you're looking to uh, to support you with your trouble with a bully at school or your trouble building confidence is mom and dad, who are usually or mom and mom or your family. Like we, all we do is support each other, right? And with our kids, we hopefully are the, the number one champion, but not every kid has a caretaker at home who's going to support them. That's something that we really associate with the nuclear family being in a, a certain a certain way, and that doesn't exist for everybody. It didn't exist for me. I grew in a, up in a house full of refugees, lots of people coming in and out. I didn't have one specific guide to get me through life, and I think having a coach with our program, it really offers these kids the opportunity to be mentored by a consistent incredible person in their lives and we have been so lucky i mean especially here on leon county we have so many amazing amazing coaches um over the past couple years we've really relied a lot on teachers to do that but it's open to any community member and the people in this community if they can be there to support girls and mirror them and meet them where they are it changes so much of their lives i mean just going for a walk with someone who's willing to listen to you it makes an incredible impact. I can't, I can't imagine what my life would have been like had someone just listened to what my day looked like, had someone taken the time. And it doesn't mean that parents can't do that or caretakers can't do that. But a lot of them are busy, are busy working, are busy trying to survive in this world. And so it's hard to take the time to be completely present with a child. And our coaches do that. They mentor our children and they are present with them. Um, it's incredible, and we always advocate and open that anyone can be a coach. You don't have to be a runner; you just have to be a person who really cares about being there right. for someone else. Um, we don't—it's not like I said—it's not a running program. You don't have to be a Nike-bound athlete. You just have to be a person who's in the world and ready to to move their body at the pace that they feel comfortable with and be right. present for these girls.
0: Okay, so how do you? What kind of feedback have you gotten from your coaches as far as how has coaching helped them grow? How is helping coaching the others help them grow as coaches and as human beings?
2: Well, I'd like Jen to speak to that because she started with Girls on the Run as a coach.
0: Okay.
1: I will tell you. So I came um, after a running buddy and a mentor to girls in that capacity, which is our I would say, are less involved volunteering position in our program. Um, and then I became a board member. And when I became executive director, I re- didn't feel that I could serve to my best ability unless I'd hit every milestone in every role in my organization. And so I went out and I've coached multiple at NIMS, at Holy Comforter, um, at some of the other public schools. And I will tell you, it's life changing. And it brings me to tears because it makes me fearful of what these kids have to deal with man it is hard and as a coach it's really powerful to be able to share my story in an age-appropriate way to say listen I hear you and I might look different than you but I can tell you that my story is overcoming and someone believed in me when I couldn't believe in me and that is really what our program is teaching them is like listen all, all the outside noise, your environment does not define who you are. You get to make those decisions. And I'm going to give you the skill sets that you're going to need and the armor that you're going to need to survive. And I'm going to support right. you. And when you can't support yourself, I'm going to be that for you. So it's right. such an experience as a coach to be able to see, um, number one, the challenges. I, I had no idea that our kids were um, experiencing even as a mama bear with that same age group. It is harder than I ever imagined, but it's so fulfilling as a coach to be able to see them confiding and feeling open and safe in that environment that whatever they tell me or whatever they feel like sharing, that there's no judgment and nothing ever leaves that room. And that's different as a mom. My kids don't even share some of the things that kids are sharing in these in these small groups. So it's so rewarding. It's a time commitment that's so worth making. Um, so I always challenge my board members and any community leaders that really want to truly make an impact on the little girl that they once were, that they definitely need to sign up as a coach because it is so fulfilling on both sides.
0: OK. OK. And so is that in conjunction with your heart and soul program? Mm-hmm.
2: It yes. Is. So all of our girls on the run is the name of our elementary school program. Heart and soul is the name of our middle school program. Okay. Uh, all of our coaches receive national training. They receive training and a real a, a day-long curriculum of learning how to actually facilitate girls on the run. It's um, It empowers them to make decisions. It empowers them to be trained on mandated reporting, trauma-informed care. That way they are present for these kids and also an active participant in their absolute safety as well. So they are getting a well-rounded training before they are going out to coach the girls. And we also require a full background check for making sure that, Anyone who's who's responsible for the safety of the kids that they work with is carefully, carefully um, trained and taken care of before they're working with kids in the community. And we've been so lucky to only have incredible volunteers. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha.
0: Now that's, that's cool, that's cool. Um, so I, I do think, so working at HIV AIDS, we, we do client-centered counseling. And um, I know the power in tailoring your services for the people that you are serving. Not not trying to make a, a round hole fit in a square peg, but tailoring something specifically for the population that you're targeting. Once you tailor that specific, specifically for them, it can better help them be able to get what they need and improve and, and reach the heights that they need to reach rather than, like I say, trying to make somebody fit into some mold because you have created an organization. And so, you, so that, that makes me feel good that the organization, so any children that come and be a part of the organization, they're really going to grow, really going to flourish because you guys have designed the organization and you have it within you. Like this, this is what you wake up to do every day. I can see the enthusiasm in both of you. So mm-hmm. that's that's amazing because that uh, translates to the young girls and especially your coaches and everybody that's a part of the organization. So congratulations, I like that.
1: Oh, thank you we're the blessed ones, right?
0: Right, right,
1: right. It's a responsibility to give back. I mean, when you, it is our job to not only empower our youth, but empower other women just like us to, hey, listen, it is your responsibility now to reach back and give. And each one, that's how we're going to show this power of evolving and changing the world is by reaching back and giving for sure. Exactly.
0: Exactly. So, and you're, Something you mentioned earlier as well, the 5K. You have the 5K aspect with girls on the rest. So some would ask, and I'm one of the some, because um, I'm just I'm not used to a 5K aspect being a part of a, an organization such as yours. So why the 5K aspect, and uh, what's the significance and the benefit of using the 5K uh, element within your organization?
1: I will just add, and I'm sure Sonia wants to share pieces of our program because our program is, I say, like the full spectrum of wellness, like mind, body, and spirit. It, you can't just have one part of you that's well. It takes right. movement and healthy eating and environmental and self-talk and emotional and social, like all these things to be a well human.
2: Mm-hmm. And so
1: Part of our program is we say a 5K, but if you ever come to our 5Ks, we're a little special. (laughs) We're not, there's no time clock. Everyone has a number one on their bib. So there's no one's racing for anything. We're just racing to finish what we started. We're teaching them to keep moving forward. It doesn't matter how you get there, skip, hop, jump. Um, So each time that they go to our program and they meet weekly, the program skill that they've learned They're using that as they're doing their laps and their goal setting. So truly, it's just a goal setting body movement piece that's really fun for the girls. They have lap counters that says, hey, listen, this time I did six instead of seven. I rocked it. Um, And then our 5K is a celebration to show off how amazing we are. And that's That's it. Yeah, with a community behind you saying, yeah, I'm so proud of my daughter because she really couldn't even run a lap let alone make it to the finish line at a 5K. Sonia has a great testimony that I would love for her to share from our, our Bay County girl. Um, if you'll share that, the, the last testimony that we just got, it was so amazing. This is exactly why.
2: I'm so happy to share it. Um, like Jen mentioned, we teach effort over time, right? You don't automatically get to your goal the day that you start working on it. It takes time to get there. And we use running as a tool to teach that effort over time. We had a young girl participate in Bay County. Um, she was recovering from a brain tumor and had lost the capacity to speak and walk. And of course, right. there's a lot of viability involved with including her in sports. And our program is completely inclusive because every girl moves at their own pace. Mom came up to us after the 5K with tears in her eyes and she's like, my daughter just finished. She just finished the 5K. And this was a child who earlier in the same year was told she wasn't going to be able to walk. So with that slow effort over time, that belief in herself, she was able to finish, um, I'll get choked up because we think about all the obstacles that come to us. It's not about running a five minute mile. It's about getting there. And it's about the journey. And she was able to get through that journey. She was able to, to believe in herself with incredible coaches on her team who taught her that, hey, it's not about moving at this girl's pace or that girl's pace it's about moving at your pace and she did it and she finished and she was such a rock star we were so proud of her um and of course of all of our girls but when you hear testimonies like this or somebody who may not be able to participate in track or participate in a sport at school but there are still programs that can highlight body movement and highlight achievement of effort over time it, it meant so much to see that metal around her neck it meant so much
0: great wow, that's amazing that's good. But well, that's why you exist. That's why you exist, to be able to inspire people, um, to let them know that the only limitation that you have is the limitation that you place on yourself. So don't limit yourself.
1: Right. Absolutely. So you a run. Are you uh, wanting to run now? Like, are you really? <laughs> I think I want to do a 5K today. <laughs> well,
0: see, I like to chase so <laughs> give me something to chase, like for, make me feel like I'm in a football game and put on the helmet to help better. <laughs> so you you guys have been able to make significant impact here in Tallahassee. Um, what, type, what type of legacy would you like to leave with Girls on the Run? How would you how would you like to to have Girls on the Run remembered? Let's say 20, 30 years down the line, 50 years down the line, you've you've put in work, you've been able to grow the organization, you have more people coming in, being able to take the organization to new heights. But what type of legacy would you want that to have on this Tallahassee community?
1: I feel blessed because I feel like I walk in it exactly like Sonia said, and that's the legacy I want to leave behind, that I don't just say it, I actually live it. And the next executive director that walks into this door will be set up for success. Um, this program will not end with me. It's a national program that served thousands and thousands of girls all over the world. Um, but I hope that I can look back and they can say, you know what, she grew, grew it to her capacity and I'm excited to walk behind someone that walked the walk and talked the talk. And I really, that's the legacy that I wanna leave behind. Yeah,
2: that's great, that's great.
0: Yeah, I love that
1: 100
2: percent. I love that, I love that yeah. you said that because it's more than anything, it's about encouraging our youth to pay it forward. It doesn't end with yes. their success. Yeah. Success is about how you can implement those seeds into someone else and cultivate those habits in someone else. Or else, what's the point? What's the point if we're not serving and if we're not giving back to our community? So hopefully, and we see it now, our our, our first team of girls are now turning 18 and 19 and having spoken to one recently who said, wow, you know, I'm working as a social worker working towards my degree in social work because all I want to do is go back and, and continue to serve. That's the legacy, right, is the hope that we are all working together to break cycles and to continue to make this world better.
0: Right. Well, I, I've had the opportunity to see young girls from various walks of life who either had resources and opportunities or didn't have resources and opportunity, opportunities or didn't have as many. And some of these young girls who didn't have any resources or didn't have as many, when they were put in in an environment where more resources were given. And some of them also had challenges within themselves and their home as well. Some made the choice to take advantage of the opportunities. Some didn't. And those who made the choice to take advantage of them, their life has vastly improved. And I'm, I'm so happy to see these young ladies because let's say it's been over like a 10-year period. So seeing them going from 16 to 26, and at 26, you understand that life life can be what you make it, but life can be amazing. Life can be great versus being having a, a bleak mindset at 16 because of your environment. And so kudos to you once again. Kudos to, to everything that you have going on, because giving more young girls a chance to see that you can really, really, truly, truly, truly do it, anything you want to do, especially in this country. Just just have the will, have the mindset and never give up on yourselves.
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much. We feel blessed to be roles.
0: No problem. So thank you. And this question is for both of you. What tips would you give to Younger women who are looking to maybe start an organization similar to yours or to start any type of organization or who have an idea, who have a goal, who have a dream, but may not know where to start, may not know where to turn to. What tips would would you ladies give these young girls to be able to take that first step to achieving their goals and realizing their full potential?
1: I will just share because I feel like I'm I'm a gold chaser. I am where I am because someone told me, honey, if you want it, you got to work harder than everybody else in the room. And I said, you know what? You're right. right. And so I would say, listen, it's yours. If you want it and you can see it, it is yours. You got to be willing to put in the work, work harder than everybody else in the room and live it day in and day out. And success will all start to align. I mean, ask for help. You don't have to have it all. That's why I have Sonia, right? <laughs> You know, that I happens. can't. All the things and I'm not great at everything, but where I do shine is, you know, is where I shine. And then you have the warriors behind you that also contribute to that. So partnerships, asking for help, you know, wonder women today are women that ask and say, hey, listen, I know you're one, too. So let's do this together. Share your advice. Uh, We're always an open door. I've done that my whole life and every business venture that I've been under is I want to share my greatness with you, because like right. more greatness in the world, the better the world will be. So that would be my suggestion: is work harder than everyone else in the room, dream big. If you see it, at yours.
2: I love that so much, and Jen totally does that. She does; she pours from her cup for sure. I've had a lot of leadership that um, that I can I can honestly say does not do that, and it makes an incredible incredible change when somebody believes in you. So when you're starting your organization, thinking about how what kind of leader you want to be, and your why is so critical. And and really knowing that your commitment is never to an organization or to building a nonprofit or to building a, a company. Your commitment is to the mission and to the why. What do you stand for? And knowing what you stand for makes a huge impact on the success of what comes around that. I've worked for lots of organizations, my mission never changes. I believe in the safety and well-being of all children. And so that's something that if you carry that with you, it's really easy to incorporate that into anything. For young people who are thinking about starting a nonprofit, it's really recognizing those small wins because it's really about those small wins and and running the mile you're in. You know, it may be a long time before you cross that marathon finish line. You've got to appreciate the surroundings of every single mile and every single every single step you take because it takes a long time to build something great. It doesn't happen overnight.
0: Gotcha. And that's correct. That's definitely, definitely correct so somebody's scrolling through youtube or they're listening to spotify google Podcasts, or anything and they hear this interview say oprah who knows
1: (laughs) and they they say i love
0: girls on the run what's the best way that people can get in contact with you
1: you want to say sonia or you want me to
2: yeah the best way i mean i'll put my phone number out there it's 850-296-2884 i'm happy to answer text messages and phone calls Our website is www.gotrpanhandle.org. Look for us. There's ways to get involved in all capacities. You don't have to subscribe to being a coach for the 10 weeks. You can be a running buddy and come out and run with the girls. You can come out to our 5Ks and cheer them on, make posters, help us pack bags, help us pack supplies. There's so many ways to support in our community and with Girls on the Run. That there's something for everybody and we are girls on the run but we welcome we welcome everyone to volunteer uh, we love seeing dads and big brothers come out and run with their girls it's so exciting to see families and communities together so again that's www.goderpanhandle.org and 850-296-2884 call us get involved change someone's life it's incredible
0: yes 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 so also, y'all look forward to the Neighborhood Medical Center and the Girls on the Run collaborations that we're going to have coming soon because there's no way we're going to have an organization like this and we don't collaborate. So we're definitely going to be collaborating. All of the information is in the description of this video. So once again, make sure you like this video, put a comment, go in the comment and talk to us. Let us know what you think about Girls on the Run if you got any questions. Ask it in the comments. We'll make sure we get them answered. and. Support, support, support. Let's support Girls on the Run. So those of you who are in the Tallahassee community and surrounding counties who may not know about Girls on the Run, you're welcome. And <laughs> let's make sure we get out and support. I am Joseph Ward. Remember, this is mine, Your Body, I mean, excuse me. This is Healthy Happy Hour. Um, Neighborhood Medical org is the website. www.nmcpodcast is our podcast website. Remember, we're here on Neighborhood Medical Center YouTube channel, Spotify, Pocket Cast, uh, spot, excuse me, Anchor Breaker Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Spotify, Google Podcasts, all podcast platforms. So make sure you go check them out. Once again, we see you guys next time and we love you.